0: listening to the lit lounge a podcast for readers and book lovers join us a group of friends english teachers and bookworms as we chat about our love of all things literary and share our reading habits hello and welcome back to the lit lounge and it's national poetry day hooray Yay, poetry. <laughs> and uh and it's also national Down syndrome awareness day too hooray always worth a mention <laughs> so uh so yeah uh, in today's action-packed episode we are um delighted to be joined today by mia hooray! <laughs> the biggest hooray so far <laughs> uh, and uh yeah Mia's going to be talking to us um all about uh her top reads and uh yeah, just reading life in general so hi Mia great to have you
1: thank you for having me <laughs>
0: you're very welcome you're you're gonna
1: do us like a kind of uh radio one countdown <laughs> three two one favorite book type <laughs> thing charts. yeah top, top t- charts <laughs> <laughs> Mia's top charts I love it um so which one's your third favorite book start us off Ooh. like getting
2: us warmer as we go okay um One that I remember reading last year is called The Girl Next Door Mm. and it's murder mystery because I love all books like murder mystery and then on the other end of the spectrum like like more romance so it's kind of you know two ends but (laughs) that one was like really like like, engaging was really interesting it was quite slow burn trying to like figure out like, you know, like this one girl she kind of she goes missing and there's different like suspects and it all sort of points towards them and you don't really find out until the very end who does it. And it's kinda like this like roller coaster of like, well, maybe they did it and then actually you're like, oh no, they didn't. There's not enough evidence. So Mm, It kept you guessing. Yeah. It it does yeah, it does. It like really keeps you guessing and I like that because it's sort of like, you know, you don't know straight away and it kind of you know keeps it keeps it going is that the one is
1: there
0: a film of it? You
3: think know, of The Girl on the Train
0: oh yeah I'm thinking That's of The Girl I on the Train of, yeah. yeah similar kind of thrillery
1: type yeah. Of idea yeah. yeah
0: they're really popular aren't they loads of uh, loads of uh, students absolutely love them they're really kind of popular genre they keep on looking for them in the library yeah. they're mm. the page turners isn't yeah. it yeah they really are
1: so yeah. give us like in a nutshell so obviously it's a murder mystery so oh, yeah. who is the kind of protagonist
0: um
2: I'm Oh, I'm trying to remember like her name because like the last time I read it was like summer last year, and it is your um, third favorite, so we're yeah, not judging. So, you know, <laughs> it's not you. really, you
0: know, <laughs> like the most memorable. <laughs> um,
2: so I'm pretty sure her name was Claire. Okay. Um, and it just kind of opens the book with like she's gone missing. Um, no one knows like where she is, and it's centered between like two families, and they live on the same street, mm. and like the point of view switches between the book so like there's some chapters that are about like this family who lives like next door to this girl and she has like family problems of her own like her husband's abusive and Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to like show it to people so she's trying to keep that a secret while also trying to help with this like murder okay so the you know the eyes kind of get drawn towards that family like oh did they do it like maybe mm. they did it to this girl but then there's also other people like you know this boy in her school who like liked her but then she didn't like him back so then you think oh did he do it to her um and it like it's just a massive like carousel of just like, did they do it? Did like did he do it? Like you know you don't know who does it until the end The suspense. So yeah, it is it is really good. And it was always like keeping me like, I want to read the next chapter to see if they reveal anything. Page ten, I love it. (laughs) Okay, good. So we've got kind of a thriller. Yeah. Um second favourite? Um, it's one that I'm reading at the moment, and it's called "Women Don't Owe You Pretty" by Florence Gibson. Yes. it's supposed to yeah, be really innocent. good. Um, and I saw it, and I was like, I have to get that because you know, like I was explaining to you earlier, I'm like hardcore feminist. Like I love feminist literature. Shh. Like <laughs> <The> feminist. <culture>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I love it. Um, and I just think it's so interesting just to read like different, you know, points of points of view from different women and. know what their perspective is on like feminism and you know a world that's sort of led by the patriarchy Mm -hmm. um and Florence um she kind of writes in her book about different different sides of feminism it's not just like the concept itself but it also talks about um like you know being able to have like self-confidence and being able to you know love who you are for you and not have to you know go out looking for you know partners or anything like that you can just be you know on your own happy mm. um she also talks about um just being confident like with being a feminist because she says like some people feel quite you know intimidated i suppose because they think like, if they are quite open about being a feminist they're kind of shut down because mm. they're saying like oh you know it's too it's, like too much of a sensitive topic like you know sexism isn't really prominent in to society anymore when actually it it really is. Yeah, it's um, got a bit of stigma around it, hasn't it? Yeah, like I think it's definitely stigmatised how a lot of you know people think that all feminists are like extremely radical. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. burning bras <laughs> <girls> everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like you know I've tried to explain to so many people like it's not just you know it's not man hating like that's not what it is yeah yeah like not. it's just it's and it's not just like male and female equality it's like equality for everyone too mm-hmm. um and how you know it shouldn't be there shouldn't be like discrepancies and things like that because of someone's gender or someone's identity mm-hmm. um and she just in her book she talks a lot about you know just all different topics like surrounding feminism and i just think it's really good like even if someone's like they want to learn about feminism and they're like, oh, I don't really know like what it is or what's involved, you know, I think that book it really explains it like mm. quite well. Um, and I just think it's really good. We've really like been it. forcing it on everybody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: amazing. be yeah. you know, feminist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like we need like some sort of drum roll now for okay. the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for
2: Probably the one I've just read, which is It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Oh, this is a
0: big TikTok one, isn't it? Yes, that's
2: that's admittedly that is the reason why I bought it. Because I saw everyone talking about like, well this has happened and like this and that and I was like I have to I have to get it, I have to see what happens. Yeah. Um and you know, if you if you Google it it says that it's like a romance novel, but there's actually parts of it that you know, that takes away from that. Um, and as it just explained to Miss White that um, I think there's a lot of elements of that book that are just way overlooked, yeah. um, you know, like about abuse, like abuse within marriage, like sexual abuse within marriage as well. And I feel like a lot of people, especially like on TikTok, when they're like reviewing the book, they don't really like talk about that. And they think more like, Ooh. oh, it's just like a nice like romance novel between like this one girl, like these like two guys that are kind of like fighting Like fighting for her I was like that's like you know that is part of it but there's also there's other elements of it as well that that need to be considered that make up a huge part of it yeah Um, and I like that about that I think that it was it was good to sort of bring the topic up like about abuse and how like in the end like she's like with her like abuser but then she decides that you know she can't she can't be in that like relationship anymore and then like she leaves and she like goes with um the other guy that they've had like history with and she ends up being with him and then because he was like always you know the nice one that always said like you know he's always there for her. Does it sound a bit like a highlight now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a triangle. It kind of does. For older um,
1: readers maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um but it's good that it does like talk about that because she grew up in a home where her father was abusive towards her mum and she would always say like, why didn't my mum like ever leave him? Why didn't like, and then mm-hmm. she gets into that situation herself and then she finally understands like why it's so hard sometimes for like abuse victims to like leave their relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, And I found that like her partner that was abusive, he was like quite, you know, manipulative and saying you know every time he would like um, hit her or do something bad he'd be like I'm really sorry he'd always try and be like I don't mean it but then he'd do it again and I think that's why she found it like so hard to actually like leave the relationship and you know start a better life Mm. do you feel like reading uh,
1: Women Don't Own You Pretty maybe helped you to um I don't know maybe informed some Mm. of your understanding of that book or or had some sort of like reflection that it kind of yeah. inspired on that
2: book because it sounds like it's quite Italian, um yeah they correlate somehow. a bit yeah um yeah I think it definitely like it did help to kind of understand like the concepts because I've always like been like a firm believer you know if you're in like a situation like of like of abuse like unless maybe you know it it's it's not frequent or like you know just try and you know just get out of it because it's you know it's not good for it's not good for anyone mm-hmm. and um I found more it's like especially with like um abuse like towards women I feel like it's a lot more um prominent and I feel like because women sometimes are seen as like the weaker the weaker gender That if they are in like abusive relationships that they'll just like they'll just take it and they won't say anything or do anything to prevent it but I think those those two books it ends with us and women don't let you pity it does like actually if you put them side by side it's like well you've got one that talks about abusive relationships and then the other that's like you know you don't need to be like in a relationship to be necessarily Mm -hmm. happy like despite what some people think like there's this like stereotype that like you know women need to like get married when they're older and they need to have kids and like you know some some don't want like that they don't want to do that um, and I think it does talk a lot about that in that book, so it does help explain mm-hmm. you know, situations centered around
0: that. Yeah. It sounds really interesting, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. and I think it quite often it is. It's difficult if you've never been in that situation, yeah. And we are talking about something as emotive as abuse, mm-hmm. and you think, well, yeah, let's just like we're we're strong, we're independent, we're, mm-hmm. like let's leave them; like, they're not yeah. worth it. But yeah. so to actually have it. Have it explored from that perspective, yeah. It gives you that different insight. And yeah. I'm not, you're right, like, I've seen so many people recommending that book on TikTok, and yeah. no one, nobody really talks about that. No, yeah. So, That's something that I've like, ever since I like got
2: to that part, because when I first started reading it, I was like, oh, cool, this is like a life. like a romance novel. This guy, like, he's like, he's a neurosurgeon, and he's really, like, he's really charming and all this and then you get to the middle of the book and then it just switches up completely and then it's like oh actually like there's like a severe problem in in here that you know isn't really spoken about Mm. like in terms of that book at least like it's not really (laughs) talked about and you know the book written by Florence Gibbon it's she sort of says in her book that you know if there is abuse going on like you don't need to be in like that relationship and you know it's acceptable to like be on your own but then in it ends with us it talks about like how actually like, if you are in that situation it can be hard and it can be difficult to leave because you can't see like the abuse going on unless someone actually like tells you like that mm. you know this is happening yeah, and then yeah. some like they might say oh well I didn't I didn't know that like I didn't know like I was being abused. I didn't know you know I was being treated differently until someone actually tells you or shows you mm. so i think they like they correlate in that in that way
1: i know that you love it but yeah. do, do you think it sounds a little bit i mean i haven't read it myself but it sounds a bit like it maybe I mean there's lots of books and lots of media that are guilty of this but maybe yeah. it, it's a bit problematic in that it glamorises that kind of
2: toxicity. Yeah I did think about that like while I was reading it like I see it from like all angles yeah. like it is like a good book in terms of sense of like classic like romance you know it goes on between like a girl and a guy they meet yeah. each other at a random place and they just maybe like hit off and or, but they actually like you read it and it's like well, like it talks about abuse, but also it kind of it it glamorizes it a little bit like it, it they kind of, the authors kind of use it to like add like spice to their mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. when actually it's like this is like a real like situation that happens to people, and if like you know I don't i you know I can't speak for you know people who have been like in those situations, but I don't know maybe if they were to read that book and like read that, maybe they might feel a bit you know a bit well you know this isn't like it feels a bit glorified and you know glamorized, I mean, there's yeah. classical
1: novels that go like back into that like the idea of like um heathcliff and mm. even mr darcy yeah. and pride of prejudice those kind yeah. of um I like know. yeah like yeah. really kind of almost bipolar kind of uh yeah, the heroes gentlemen
0: all troubled yeah, yeah. And, um, and such a hero to some people and then actually yeah. quite sort of Standoffish and distant, and yeah, and some emotionally manipulative in a lot of cases, yeah, and yeah, well, physical as well.
3: Yeah, Mr. Rochester is a prime example, isn't it? We studied that at A level, yeah. yeah, but when you actually dig down into it and see his behavior with Bertha and, and everything, like it's awful. Yeah, he's it? the romantic yeah. lead. Like, yeah I love Jane. In. When
2: I read Jane for the first time, I was like, Oh, Mr. Rochester, oh, yeah, I love it. He's a wonderful yeah. man, he's not, he's horrendous, horrendous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's like exactly what it mm. was because you like first get into the book and then you see it's like, you know, he just he comes up because she she starts off and she's like she lives in Boston and she's on this like rooftop um apartment block and she's just looking out like to the city and then he just he just comes on like with her and he starts like just having like really like deep conversations with her about just like life and everything and it's like, at first you kind of see it and he's like oh he seems like, you know, really like captivating like charming and really nice mm. and then you read like cause i read like the first sentence of like he pushed me and i was like oh no, no. like no. oh no. no like
1: here we go no. where are all the really nice guys who are like emotionally sensitive <laughs> yeah. in yeah. literature <laughs> yeah but at yeah. the
3: same time it's, it's a double-edged sword isn't it because you can have that glamorized romance can't you with yeah. the perfect man mm, or you've true. got this horrendous lord yeah like yeah we're either we're either living for this fairy tale romance yeah, or true. we've got these evil villains like yeah. <laughs> although I, I think um normal people
1: actually if you have you read that Mia? normal people no, you might have to put that on your list because yeah, yeah. it's uh it's been really big lately and it's really good yeah. that to me felt like a really real relationship um probably one of the realest i've read about like that felt like you actually believed that they were two people who just couldn't quite like work out each other's minds and, and they had arguments but they also felt very intimate and very close. Mm. Um I thought that was that was the most realistic relationship I've ever read in a book.
3: Yeah. Yeah I've seen the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah
3: Got the
1: book. Um and also I know that you're a bit of a writer in your spare time. You like to have a little go at like yeah. little drafts and things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you want
2: to talk to us a little bit about that um so i tried my hand at poetry i wasn't like you know professional poet but (laughs) (laughs) i was just sitting down one day and i was like you know i've got nothing else to do like why not just get out google docs just Mm. type something on there just kind of you know Go for it because I said I remember like saying to my year two teachers, like, when I'm old, I'm going to be a author and I'm going to write a book. She's like, you have to give me your first copy. And she's like, she's still over there waiting. I haven't given her like I haven't given her <laughs> anything. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to write one. She's I'm checking gonna, like, with the posting every day. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, me as in year eleven. Now she said I haven't given you a year I'm like, yeah, about that deadlines, <laughs> yeah, deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was one that I I wrote and it was kind of like I don't know really like what mood I was in I was just like you know what I'm just gonna just gonna write so um I like struggle with anxiety I get quite anxious and I feel like you know along with like you know feminism being stigmatized I think mental health is so stigmatized Mm -hmm. in like our society and sometimes like I've tried like explaining it to to people like you know this is like you know, this is how I get anxious. This is like the reasons why, and they're like, "Well, why?" Like, you don't need to worry about that. I'm like, "But this is what I'm trying to explain." Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, oh, you know, It's mean. like, yeah, exactly. It's like I can't, like, I can't control it sometimes. And like things that like you might not worry about, I worry about like immensely. Mm-hmm. So you know, I kind of wrote it, and you know about the the struggles and having to you know, deal with it, like, on, basically, on a daily basis, and being told that what I'm worrying about, like, isn't valid, or Mm. I'm overreacting, or it's, it's, you know, it's too, being too sensitive, it's like, well, actually, it's, it's not, like, it's, it's, like, a real thing that, like, so many people go through, Mm. um, and then there was, like, this other thing that I wrote, it's kind of, like, well, this is a story, but, um I just I don't know where I came up with the concept. I just <laughs> I just thought of it and I was like, yeah, um um I t- I titled it Be Silent With Me. Right. Yeah. So I don't know where cool. I heard that. I think it was a song that I heard and I was like, I like that title, so I'm mm. gonna title that. And I basically just just used my utmost imagination <laughs> and just thought, right, there's like it was like what did I say? It, it was like six, sixteen. 16th century something oh. something around that 16th 17th century and there's like two families it's like the rich and the poor family and it's like mixed between like guess surprise surprise romance oh. and mystery oh so you <laughs> All like fuse oh, the yeah. two yeah. fused, like fuse my passion for reading romance and mystery is like you know what? i'm gonna <laughs> do that and i'm gonna write something based off of that um so yeah i do i do enjoy it but it's like sometimes i have thought like Well, I can't really, I can't tell anyone because, you know, seeing from, like, other people, like, around, me, especially, like, of my age, like, a lot of the time, some, like, they don't like to read or write, so I get a bit, like, "Mm, I'm not going to say anything just in case of, like, why are you writing in your spare time, or, like, why are you reading in your spare time? (laughs) I was like, well, I don't know, I guess it's just because it's, it's quite fun and quite, um, stress relieving i i guess yeah. <laughs> it's a very honest thing isn't it to talk about something that you've created
3: yeah like yeah. It it's it puts you, you it in vulnerable yeah in you. yeah
0: and i think with writing like, you put so much of your own experience and yourself into it as yeah. well yeah. Don't you? Mm. Yeah. even subconsciously you end up I mean, like, the way you style your writing the way you start characters all of that yeah it's like putting yourself on a page yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it, it sounds like too. it's been really cathartic for you though mm. like the experience
1: of just kind of getting to know yourself better through yeah. like expressing what you felt and yeah, it's
2: yeah like, oh, that's great i think it's great yeah. that
1: you're giving yeah. it a go and yeah. who's to say like why could why shouldn't you just have a go at it and yeah. who's to say it won't go anywhere and yeah you're
0: yeah, just exactly. cutting your teeth on it so yeah, definitely Writing's yeah. is a great hobby because it's completely free yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Sort of, you need something to write on, but you know it's like <laughs> yeah. free. Yeah.
1: Scrawling all over your walls,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: your parents are
3: like, "Why me?" I want yeah. the joy. The joy as well is because it's yours. It can be whatever you want it to be, can yeah, it? It's exactly. your choice. You can change what you want. You can keep what you want. Yeah, yeah. you made
0: it. Mm. But you can share what you want too. So yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you can just write it for yourself, can't you? And and that's for you. Yeah, yeah. and that's private, like like diaries and things like that. I used yeah, to a lot. Oh
2: yeah when I finished my poem I was like Miss Vargie <laughs> like do you like, and she was like yeah I'd love to read it and then she was like this is really, like this is really nice I was like I know I just wanted to see your opinion because you're my, my English teacher see it. and she really liked it so everything I write I always like go to her and, like, she's like your um, proofreading yeah. manager <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure you've seen like how much I go to her time sometimes you're like, like,
0: have a look, like have a look at what I wrote <laughs> no,
2: no that's really
1: brave that's I, think, nice. I think of you yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: it's really love. lovely to see that because yeah, like we've had a few people over the years kind of do that and bring bring their writing to us, but yeah. it is it, it is quite a rare thing, mm. and and it's lovely to be kind of part of that process because mm. it is quite in, it's like it's an intimate, privilege sharing yeah. that. Yeah, good mm. for you, Mia. That sounds really great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm really impressed. I do really
0: like <laughs> it a lot. So <laughs> um,
1: having talked about your own poetry, mm. um, We are going to be talking about poetry today because it's obviously National Poetry Day. Um, Are there (laughs) any poetry
2: books or poets that you particularly recommend and have enjoyed reading? Yes. Well I well, this is another like TikTok recommendation. This is like We love a bit of a (laughs) (laughs) time here. Like um it's called The Words I Wish I Said by Caitlin Kelly. The words I wish I said. Yeah. Mm. So that was like again, that went viral on TikTok and it's very thought-provoking, like, the poems, but they're also quite dark, but they also they do make you think, Um, and it's centred around a lot, you know, some poems are, like, a page long, some of them are, like, three words, and I think they've all just come from her mind, and she's, I think she's 17, so she is, like, a young writer, Mm. Um, but they're centred around topics, like, such as, you know, like, Struggles, I I suppose, like, being, in, like, an adolescent and a teenager growing up, such as, like, you know, unrequited, um, like, you know, if you, like, like someone, they don't like you, and all the struggles, like, that was, like, not having self-confidence yeah. and um things like that, and there was one in there that I, I read, and I was like, oh, my thought that's quite deep, and it was something like um, Peter Pan, the first boy to never come back, yeah. something like that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's actually, like, quite quite deep what like what she writes but i i really enjoyed it i got through it within an hour because i just kept flicking the pages like what's the next one what's the next one that mm-hmm. sounds great right. i've never yeah. heard of her yeah. yeah yeah she is like she is a young writer but you know i saw it like on tiktok and i was like oh that wow. like just the title in itself like like the words i wish i said i was like yeah. well, that's quite you know, that's quite you know striking and yeah. i was like that's quite you know it, it definitely drew me to what the book entailed. Um, but it is it is really good. I, I think really
1: despite being it. a young writer as well, some of those uh topics that you just mentioned, like I feel like that's lifelong, yeah <laughs> lifelong yeah. struggle. Yeah, like yeah confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it sounds like it would resonate with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Book
0: talk's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. done it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got a lot to answer for. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, Mia. Oh, Such uh, an eloquent yeah. and yeah. brave, um, mm. like reader and writer. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely enjoyed listening to your recommendations. Yeah, <laughs> thank you
0: so much to Mia for joining us. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm so impressed by her. Yeah. I know. She's so honest, isn't she? Yeah. And, and it's really lovely, lovely because I think that that. I, I live in hope. I think there's a lot of students out there who do read in their spare time and do enjoy writing or or creative writers in their spare time. And this is important for you to hear because it shows that you're not alone. Yeah. And, um, and actually it is, it can be really cathartic. It can be a really, really good form of of therapy for various, yeah. various things for very good stress relief as well. And it's something that is actually, like it is prescribed by doctors and things, the idea of, of writing therapy and things. So, yeah really really interesting to listen to her ideas and and her top picks um i'm putting i'm putting
1: money on it i think that she's gonna have something published by the time she's 35
0: oh definitely (laughs) i'll I'll, I'll put a fiver on it
3: (laughs) you heard it here first
0: You can't compete with a go two teacher? Oh, I mean, no, yeah. Well, you get the second copy.
3: Yes. <laughs> no,
1: that's not good enough. I'll have to bu- bump off that teacher and
0: and then Mia can write about it. Yes. Yeah. That mystery. Yeah. What a what
1: a plot. <laughs> <laughs> what a memoir.
0: <laughs> um, well, of course, we did hear Mia's um, Poetry picks as well, and now uh, in honour of uh, World Poetry Day, um, we're going to share our top poetry picks. So um, I always go to Rose, and then Rose gets panicky and still sounds amazing. <laughs> but there we go. Uh, so we're gonna go to Laura. Laura, <laughs> uh, like your <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: Now I'm getting panicky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well, I was gonna start off with something really light-hearted uh, and talk about Roald Dahl's revolting rhymes. Yeah, so. good old rolled. Yeah, like. I think when a lot of people think about poetry, they think of something really serious or, like, really sprawling romantic, right? And I love poetry like that. But sometimes poems are fun and silly. And, like, the revolting rhymes, like, just remind me of my childhood. And, like, I always remember being in primary school and sat on the floor in the hall in assembly and my head teacher reading about uh little red riding hood whipping a pistol from her knickers and like it just makes me giggle (laughs) every time and um yeah and I thought it needs an honourable mention because it's just really, really fun. Yeah, the delight of playing with words. Rolldot's so good at that,
1: isn't he? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And like just I just think there's so many children that have been brought joy from these revolting (laughs) rhymes. Just the spin on those classic fairy tales. Um Told the, in a way that's just really engaging.
0: Yeah, and the the kind of ridiculousness of it as well. Just mm. and it's so lovely to read it in in something that's short. Because one of the one of the really beautiful things about poetry is that most of the time, I know that there are <laughs> exceptions. exceptions. Mm. <laughs> Especially we live in Wales, mm. where, <laughs> where Welsh poetry is a massive exception. But quite often, your poetry is succinct. It's compact, and yet it still packs that punch. And that's mm. that's what's really lovely about it
1: yeah <laughs> i was just thinking about how like mine are really serious like the exact opposite of, of, of dolls, like revolting rhymes um i i i am i do really love poetry and i i think they're just great like toilet books as well yeah. like i just having like a <laughs> having a um a poetry book near your toilet like so so you can pick it up have a good read while you're why yeah. just relaxing? I feel
3: like this has gone down such a different road to what we talked about with Mia already. I know,
1: I've lowered the tone. Mia set us off <laughs> in a high bar. Toilet.
3: <laughs> this is the title of the podcast we We've regressed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um but
1: yeah no i do think they're really useful like you can just dip in and then you've f- you know you feel that you've like actually done something with your time you feel you've been productive yeah. uh, <laughs> if, if you don't like one you can tear it out yeah. you can flush it away <laughs> you don't know <laughs> <laughs> toilet, roll
3: oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> toilet roll poetry. Yeah, toilet roll poetry. a
0: market for that, you know, like toilet roll <laughs> <yeah>. with <verses laughs> printed on it.
1: Mm, I bet it's probably it already be. done. Like, What's Imagine
0: this? for like people who are really bitter about a relationship, <laughs> let's say if you just go through a breakup, you have love poetry printed on a toilet roll. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. oh dear um yeah but i do i
1: do love to like dip in and out of poetry and i think that's the like you said that's the beauty of it that it's kind of condensed and it's um it's just an easy kind of i've got five minutes mm. let's pick this up um so my one of my favorite poets is called Rappi which you Ooh. might have you might have heard of her she um you can actually get um sort of stick on semi-permanent tattoos with some of her poetry that i've seen like on social media um but essentially it's really uh snippets and sometimes they're only like three words long um they're very much to do with like relationships um with yourself and with other people um but they're just so beautifully simple is what i love about hers um And the other one I was going to mention is one that I actually felt really saved me during lockdown. Like it was something that when we actually, you know, when we couldn't actually go outside, we weren't allowed Mm. to actually leave um, the house. Um, And I felt like I was going stir crazy um, and a little bit mad and uh, having the book, um, the poetry pharmacy by William Siegfried compiled by William Siegfried. There's lots of different poets in it. Um, essentially it's a pharmacy because you look up in the contents page what you're feeling so it may be it's grief or maybe it's um boredom or maybe it's gratitude or whatever it might be good or bad emotions essentially he's got a poem to allow you to muse on on those um those ideas and um and just encapsulate it um and I found that really, really useful when I was um in lockdown because certain days I guess you were like sometimes really high and then sometimes really low. Yeah. And it was a bit of a roller coaster ride. Um and just kind of taking time to reflect on on that and and do a bit of, you know, digging deep personally, um, I found really useful. And actually, I think he's got like something in the back of that book that's um like his email. You can email him if you think of anything else that like you would really like a poem to do or poems that really fit with a certain genre um so it's like kind of got an interactive feel to it i feel like i just might e- email him to be like hey will how you doing <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: that sounds brilliant yeah I it's just idea of
1: that. nice that it's got like a purpose as well yeah you pick it up for a purpose and it's got really beautiful like little you know what they, do they have a name the string that you have oh, in yeah. hardback books oh, you know hmm. the, like it's like a bookmark that's yeah, yeah. pre-stuck in. Mm-hmm. Um but it's got like a beautiful little ribbon like for that and it, yeah and I know that other people have said to me um, about that book being a bit of a, a lifesaver for them. Um, uh, Mr. Taylor has said he really loves that book. So oh, yeah, worth, ah, th- well, worth picking us up. Off mm-hmm. no, it no, that
0: sounds really good. Um, I don't have compendiums as such, um, but I do have two particular poems that I love, um, both of which that are quite they're short but fantastic and i really love kind of stories behind poetry and like context behind things um it gives them a bit more meaning and i also feel like poetry is for everyone i think it's a bit like shakespeare we think it's all artsy and yeah. highbrow and actually no yeah. poetry is for everyone and it's great so um the first one is he tells her by wendy cope oh yes a Wendy cope. um it is a bit of a feminist poem but i i just really like it because it the way it's structured means that it tells this lovely little story about it's a it's a really short poem it's about 10 lines long and it's about a man and a woman that have an argument um about whether the planet is round or not and the woman says it's round he says it's not um he shouts her down basically um but the last line is uh, in its own little paragraph um or its own little stanza uh the planet goes on being round and it's just a lovely sort of (laughs) i don't know it's just a lovely kind of reaffirming um feminist poem and can yeah. somebody
1: get a gong so that we can use the gong yeah. every time somebody says feminist or feminism?
0: Everyone's a feminist, everybody. And we're not radical <laughs> feminists. But... I don't know about you. Feminazi. It's a great poem. I just love it because it, it's kind of... It's tongue-in-cheek, it's a bit funny. Mm. And it's really easy to, to understand, but you can really dig into it if you want to. And that's what I love about poetry as well. There's so many different ways to read it. Mm. Um, but my favourite poem... Pretty much my favorite poem of all time is Osmandius by Horace Smith. So, uh, most people know about the Percy Shelley version of Osmandius, but um, Percy Shelley was really into competitions and like bets with people. Um, while his wife was off writing *Frankenstein* and various other uh, awesome things, mm-hmm. and uh, one Christmas, um, Horace Smith, who was, I believe, Percy Shelley's financial advisor, was with him one evening and they were drinking, and um, he had a bet with him and he quite often would would have bets with people that they would both write poems um, kind of like a bit of a poetry off and both have them published and see what kind of got the best reaction. And um, and they both found out about this statue that had been discovered, um, this kind of destroyed statue in Egypt. So they both wrote about this statue and Horace Smith is is a man in finance. He's not a poet. So we know the beautiful Ozymandias um, from Percy Shelley, but I just love Horace Smith because he tries. You can tell he tries. <laughs> it's not particularly literary. He uses the word leg quite a lot, which just really <laughs> makes me chuckle. So the opening two lines, um, the opening line in the bit is, in Egypt's sandy silence, all alone, stands a gigantic leg. And it just really, like, <laughs> it just yeah. sounds quite jarring. And it just really makes me laugh because it's, it's an example of someone who's. This is not their comfort zone, but they've given it a go, and it's. There's just lovely little bits in it, like not but the leg remaining to disclose this sight of forgotten Babylon, like it. It's nearly there, but it's not quite, and it's <laughs> lovely because we study very literary, verbose, you know, beautifully lyrical poetry, and this kind of sounds a bit like that, but it's kind of it something's a bit <laughs> off and. And it's just really fun and it really makes me think kind of poetry is for everyone. And this guy had some guts to like write a poem and then publish it in a paper and for people to say, actually that's kind of rubbish. And Percy <laughs> Shelley's one. And yeah, it's just really um, it's just really lovely. And it had, it was published in various places later and it and you can still read it online. But if you looked at it without the story behind it, you'd think this is pretty terrible. But actually, with the story behind it, it kind of
2: I don't know, it's kind
0: of warming to read and see, oh, this guy wrote a poem and it's not great, but he tried. Go Horace. Yeah, yeah he's probably in his grave now, like that was the best thing I ever did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, go Horace in your little poems. <laughs> so good. Everybody uh, should be a
1: Horace, shouldn't <laughs> yeah.
0: they? <laughs> yeah, just try things. Why not write a poem? You know, just do it. Mm. So but
1: good. yeah, don't name your children Horace, I think, as the.
0: Mm,
1: yeah (laughs) i'm not sure about that name (laughs) (laughs)
0: um yeah so that's a that's our our poetry picks really for for world poetry day and hopefully the point of this is that poetry is it is for everyone and the the point is is it's also like art so sure in school especially when we're doing things like coursework we are working to a, a set brief and a set time frame and a mark scheme and all things that kind of make the process of reading poetry and the joy of reading poetry artificial mm. because we have to fit to things yeah. like an exam mark scheme but actually there's so much joy in reading poetry and, and if you're someone who enjoys listening to song lyrics if you're someone that likes um kind of learning song lyrics and thinking about how words fit together and looking at rhymes and and things like that then poetry is something that maybe you should have a look at because it's much shorter than full you know novels but it can still give you a lot to think about and a lot to to kind of talk about and take forward as well. Um, While we're on the subject of of national days, it's National uh, Down Syndrome Awareness Day today as well. So it would be remiss for me not to mention a couple of books that have uh, characters in them with Down Syndrome as um, kind of heroes or as key narrators or voices. Um, And there's three that I've got to mention. Um, The first is called Big Ben. Um, And uh, this is about um, Matthew and his classmates, um, and they are set a project to um, share examples of individuals they admire for their contributions to the local community. Um, And he, Matthew really wants to write about his older brother Ben, but he's worried about people's reactions, so it's about kind of balancing a sibling's um, kind of Uh, dilemma in balancing people's reactions with wanting to show off the awesome things that his big brother does Mm. um yeah which is a really kind of sweet tale uh of both sibling relationships and um someone in that situation um I've then got a storm of strawberries by Joe Cottrell and this is really interesting because it's written from the point of view of someone who has uh Down syndrome um and uh because of this, um, kind of the way that things are perceived are perhaps slightly different. And this, this story takes place over the course of a weekend um, and it's all about a family's chocolate hunt. And uh, But then um, Darby, who's the hero of the story, uh, her sister has brought home a friend for the weekend and her parents seem distracted and things just aren't quite right. Um, and no one seems to be focused on the chocolate hunting and that is really important to Doug, and she wants everyone to be focused on that. So it kind of it's exploring the relationships within the family um over that weekend and also how important chocolate hunting is, mm-hmm. which I think we can all agree is exceptionally important.
1: I like the title. It yeah. Sounds like a really good band name, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Mm. And
0: that kind of format of title is quite common, isn't it? A something mm. of something. Like yeah. The Court of Thorns and Roses, I know it's really popular and a game of thrones, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and then the last one, um, so kind of gone from youngest to oldest readership, uh, this one is um, recommended kind of 11 plus, uh, is called Dead Ends. And this is, uh, well, it says that the novelist um, is being compared to R.J. Palacio, who wrote uh, Wonder, and also John Green. Um, So this is by Erin Lunge, And uh, this is about the relationship between Dane Washington, who is a quick tempered local bully, and um, Billy D is this new neighbour who has Down syndrome and about how they form this symbiotic relationship and how they navigate school and society by relying on each other in different ways. And um, this is really interesting as well, because Billy is kind of the, the brains of the operation and um, kind of manipulates Dane to do things for him. Uh, so, again, a really interesting portrayal and representation um, and some really lovely characters as well. So yeah those are our, our three picks um our three picks for that too. Now we've we've packed you chocolate box full of recommendations and you've uh, obviously extended your TBRs tenfold. It <laughs> is time for us to leave you um but we will be back again with another episode very soon. In the meantime uh check in with us on social media. Um, we've buy got, us a gong yes buy us a gong somebody send us a gong or an air horn and a klaxon <laughs> just yeah send the instruments this way triangle maybe, maybe. it might work <laughs> yeah i can see <laughs> or send us your best voice note interpretation of these sounds, and then yeah. you'll, you'll get rose happy all at the same time oh guys
1: i'd be so happy that'll just make my life it really was <laughs> you have no
0: idea how serious that is <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening and um we will be back with the next one Bye-bye. Bye. to The Lit Lounge, the podcast for readers and book lovers. Thanks for joining us. Remember to join in the conversation by following us on social media using the handles linked in our description. You can also leave a voice note to be featured in future episodes through the voice response feature on Anchor. We'll catch you next time, but for now, keep reading. The music used in this episode and for all of our episodes is created by Ixon. You can download this and other fantastic tracks on SoundCloud. Links are in the description.